This is Live Well Talk on e-cigarettes and vaping. I'm Dr. Dustin Arnold, Chief Medical Officer at Unity Point Health, St. Luke's Hospital. E-cigarettes are electronic nicotine delivery systems, sometimes referred to as ENDS, E-N-D-S, are battery-operated devices that allow the user to inhale a vapor produced from a cartridge filled with a liquid solvent, typically containing nicotine, propylethylene glycol, or vegetable glycerin or other chemicals in added flavorings. They are promoted as less harmful alternatives to traditional cigarettes, a way to bypass smoke-free laws. While the long-term health risks of using these products or being exposed to them secondhand are unknown, recent deaths due to infection from e-cigarettes have sparked concern around the world. Here to tell us more about vaping and e-cigarette use is Mary Jo Henry, Tobacco Treatment Specialist with UniPoint Multi-Specialty Clinic. Welcome. Thank you. You know, patients and people ask me, these e-cigarettes, is this uh, a healthy alternative to smoking? And in my initial response is the healthy alternative to smoking is to not smoke. Uh, and as there is no uh, healthy alternative, and it's probably a good idea just to inhale oxygen uh, into your lungs or air, room air, uh, that is. But how, how can these e-cigarettes be harmful uh, other than the obvious here? Right. Well, um if it's okay, I'd like to start about or talking about the many different kinds because I think it's confusing for people. Yeah, please do because I'm a little confused on that too. Yeah, um, there's thousands of different devices and there's new ones coming out daily. Um, and um, there's the pods. Those are like jewels. Um, and um, they have a disposable cartridge that's filled with vaping liquid. Um, and then there's mods, which is a mod- modified pod. Um, and that can be modified to allow um, using other substances in it, like we've been hearing about the THC mm-hmm. being used in them. Um, and, and there's all different kinds of mods. Some of them include vape pens, uh, tanks, hookahs, and hookah pens, um, just to name a few. Um, but despite all of the different variations, um, they all contain four basic parts, and you mentioned a couple of them, the battery, the cartridge or the tank or the chamber that holds the e-liquid, um, an atomizer which heats the liquid into an aerosol, and then a mouthpiece that allows the user to inhale the, the heated aerosol or the aerosol. Um, they're all considered tobacco products because they most of them have nicotine. Okay, and, and uh, even um, ones that don't have nicotine uh, or say they don't have nicotine, um, tests have shown a lot of times they do have nicotine in them. Nicotine's a drug or um, like a medication. Uh, and um, so they're all nicot- or, um, nicotine delivery sen- systems. Um, nicotine's a very addictive drug, so they're all a drug delivery system. So they all are basically a liquid that's converted to uh Aerosol, aerosol or a gas mm-hmm. inhaled and then subsequently exhaled. Why is it seems like the puff of smoke, if you will, is tremendous compared to just a good old fashioned lung dart, old gold filter? What's the? Do you know why that is? Yeah, um, it's the nicotine that they use is different. In a regular cigarette, it's a free base nicotine, and in these pods and mods, it's a nicotine salt, and so it's much more concentrated, and that's how they get the the big plumes of the smoke or the the vapor. And there's um, kind of a trend with a certain certain group that I I think it's called chasing the cloud, 
where that is the goal, is to um, be able to expel the most amount of, of vapor that you can. Wonderful. That's something that people should strive to, to do, right? To not do. Yeah, or yeah, not to. to. Not to okay. right. Just making sure there. <laughs> a little bit of sarcasm. Right. Um, well, they're, they're gaining popularity with uh, teenagers mm -hmm. uh, and younger people. Despite what the company says, I do not think the bubblegum flavored uh, is directed to to the 40-year-old that wants to quit smoking. Absolutely. I mean, that just sounds a little counterintuitive. Right. But wh why do you think it's so popular with the youth? Well, um, the, some studies that have been done uh, and asked um, youth, and, and sadly, it's not starting in high school. It's starting in middle school. A good percentage of middle schoolers have used some for, so form of e-cigarettes and, but when you ask them in these studies, when they're asked why they use them, um, they'll say because one of the reasons is because other people do, either family or friends, and uh, they're curious. They, they want to find out about them. Um, they think that it's less harmful or harmless. They think it's a harmless vapor and less harmful, at least less harmful than, than smoking. So they think it's a, a better alternative. And then I think the biggest reason is because the tobacco and the e-cigarette companies are targeting our youth. They're marketing to them. Um, like I said, the bubblegum flavor is not intended for the Are the Captain Crunch, or, or I'm sorry, the Cinnamon Toast Crunch, or the uh, Sour Patch Kids, and, and their packaging, you know, and I see them in the, in the stores, in the um, convenience stores, you can hardly tell the difference. They are packaged to look very similar to these candies, fruits, or, or uh, juice boxes that, that the youth like. So this is my naiveness, uh, but there's no open flame like a, like a cigarette Correct. that you do. So it's actually all enclosed. Mm -hmm. So that probably makes concealment a little bit easier. Yeah, and... that's another reason they cite using them is that they're easy to hide. Um, and there, and uh, there's so many different kinds, and most of them don't look like something that, or at least a lot of them don't look like something that you could inhale from. I mean, the vape pens, yes, um, and then there's the e-cigarettes. Oh, blue, I think, is one brand. You know, that kind of looks like is shaped like a cigarette, but there's um, the like the Jewel that looks more like an SD drive um, for a computer. Right. Okay. Right. So. Comparing a cigarette to uh, e-cigarette, you said there. What's the re uh, relationship in nicotine? The, the the well, one cartridge of one jewel cartridge equals a pack of cigarettes, so that's twenty cigarettes. So okay. one cartridge is twenty cigarettes. And how long does one cartridge last? Well, it depends on how often they're they're using them. I don't. I mean, it depends on how often they're vaping. Is how long it lasts. Okay. So there's not a specific number of vapes per. It would be variable depending on how. how yeah. So deep I, I you guess the the comparison is that one cartridge is twenty is equal to twenty cigarettes. Okay. So if someone smokes a pack a day or someone smokes a half a pack a day, it's kind of the same way. How fast that cartridge will run All right. out. Well, that makes sense, I guess. But but I think this vaping related lung injury that's being reported and observed to over a thousand cases now. Mm -hmm. It's going up daily. Yeah, yeah. it mm -hmm. is. And part of that is the awareness and so mm -hmm. physicians are 
are contacting the CDC for a reporting standpoint. However, it's scary because of the unpredictable nature of it. Mm -hmm. If I start smoking today, I will have risk factors for heart disease and lung disease and emphysema and lung cancer uh, and everything else that goes with that. But it'll be over time. Mm -hmm. It won't be one pack of cigarettes, but it could be one jewel and you're in the intensive care unit. This is, these are inhalation injuries. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think they're working rather quickly. I'm just reading some articles this morning that they are starting to narrow down the nature of the injury and the treatment for that, but still, uh, it's still a risky situation Very and unpredictable. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, that. What, what can, I mean, do you have any wisdom for parents when they are talking to their kids about this other than simply, um, you know, don't do it? Uh, I, I mean, I, when I was 17, I felt pretty invincible and I didn't think uh, things applied to me mm-hmm. uh, that, uh, that one would expect. Uh, to apply. Right. And that, and that continues. That's part of adolescence. But they do listen. Even if you, if we as parents don't feel like they're listening, um, I think they do listen to what, what our parents have to say. Um, and, and so making sure that they understand it is not just a harmless vapor, um, that there are thousands of chemicals in there, or, and a lot of them are known to uh, cause um, illness, long and short-term health consequences, and then revisiting it. Don't have the talk once and um, expect it to impact them. Revisiting it and talking to them and using those teachable moments. Well, I saw your friend um, was vaping. You know, are, you, are, are you doing that too? Or I hope you know how harmful that is. And, you know, I we don't want you to be one of the very unfortunate ones that end up in the hospital in the intensive care. You know, I, I, I was reading the articles this morning that the, the most uh, recent is virtually all men and all young males have been affected by this. But that could be just the marketing and selection bias that might ne- necessarily be more of a predisposition to males as opposed to females or young against old. Or have you read anything to the contrary? Well, um, not so much on this current stuff, although I did hear, I think it was today on the news, that the most recent was a six, uh, injury was a 60-year-old woman. Oh, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but the research, I think, was done either in 14, 2014 or 2016, and then comparing it to 2018, 1% of middle and high school girls, when asked, said they had used some product, and 4% of boys. And then in 2018, that had gone from 19%, or gone to 19% in girls and in females, and 23 or 24% in males. Okay. So I think... So it is increasing from that standpoint. mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there is a little bit more predominance of male use than, than female, so that would stand to reason that the injuries are occurring a little bit more frequently with the male than the female. So, and what, what it, the, the uh, I don't know, the uh, Turkish hookah, what exactly is that? How does that compare to the e-cigarette? Well, it is still considered an e-cigarette because it is um, a tobacco product. Um, and, you know, I, I think most of the hookahs are heated with an aerosol, but some of them might be burning too. I okay, don't so know an actual whole, flame. Right, right. And 
that actual burning is the reason versus the heating is the reason that initially, and we still think there may be some benefit from heating rather than burning. Okay, so some harm reduction with use of e-cigarette versus a burning cigarette, because we know that that burning um, has a lot to do with the um, the damage that it causes and the injuries that it hmm. causes. I, I think it's pretty good advice that if you can't spell the chemical, you probably shouldn't inhale it in your lungs. Right. That might be a good take-home point. There you go. People. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, as we wrap up, one last question. Why did you become a pulmonary specialist? How did you fit? You've been that work there as long as I've known you, last 15 years. Right. Uh, but how did you get started in that? Well, um, I, I, n- I never made a conscious decision to get into pulmonary. I made a conscious decision to be a nurse. And, and, I, knew, and I went to my local, or enrolled in the um, associate degree program at my local community college. And um, I had tried a few other things. I'd done some clerical you know, work and retail, and that wasn't for me. And when I got into the nursing program, it was like, I, I, I knew I'd found my career and my niche. So I made a, a decision to become a nurse, and, and I also made a decision to uh, advance my education. I, I didn't want to stop with an associate degree. I had had the opportunity when I was younger, um, I was involved with March of Dimes as a youth, and, and as a part of that, uh, when I was in junior high, I um, came to the University of Iowa, or I went to the University of Iowa and had a tour of the neonatal intensive care unit, and I, I knew enough um, that that was a pretty special place. So when I decided I was going to become a nurse and I was going to advance my education, that was my goal, is to get to the University of Iowa, and I did. And um, I had, when I uh, moved, went there and I started interviewing for jobs as a new graduate. There I had three or four to choose from and I ended up for, not for, because of a burning desire to work with pulmonary patients, but more a number of other reasons. Um, that's where I landed and I liked it and um, uh, I've stayed with it. Yeah, you've been doing it as long as I've known you. Right, uh, and, right. Uh, it's uh, a good fit. That's been about 15 years. Right. So that, that's really great information, Mary Jo, and I'm, I'm glad you're here today. Uh, thank you for taking the time out of your busy clinic and away from those pulmonary patients to talk to us about uh, uh, this uh, interesting and evolving topic. That was Mary Jo Henry, Tobacco Treatment Specialist with UniPoint Clinic Multi-Specialty. For more information, visit unipoint.org. If you have a topic you'd like to suggest for our Live Well Talk on podcast, shoot us an email at stlukecr at unipoint.org, and we encourage you to tell your family, friends, neighbors about our podcast. Until next time, be well.